Hi guys, and welcome back to the We Need Therapy podcast. On today's episode, we share some recommendations of what we're reading, watching, and listening to at the moment. And we share some life hacks we've learned over the years and answer the question, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? As always, please like, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get good podcasts. Enjoy the show. Just me and you today. I know. I feel very lonely. Well, I feel feel better. (laughs) I've had some good feedback from some of the guests we've had on. I think people are like enjoying the educational kind of sessions that we've been doing. Yeah, well, educational sessions. We haven't really brought anything to the table. No, but I feel like... I don't know. Someone say someone gave me some ad, not advice, but some feedback to say like, oh, it's actually good. I feel like I'm learning something when I listen to your podcast now, which yeah. is kind of cool. I yeah. like that we can, you know, because we're also learning about all these topics. So oh, hundred percent. It's kind of cool that the listener, I, you guys, hopefully, are coming along on a bit of a journey with us. Mm, no, I definitely am enjoying the new format that we're taking and all the amazing people that we have on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to having some more over the next few weeks. Yes. But today, just back to the original two. Hopefully we can teach you a thing or two about uh, I don't know. I don't we know do have some today. we do have some fun stuff. It might be informative, it might be entertainment, who knows? I'll give you a bit of an update on my uh dating life. Really? Okay, sure. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay, nothing. <laughs> I had a few um moments in the last few weeks which really just highlighted how single I am. Okay, please tell me what they are. Because so, like, we've not spoken for a couple of weeks, really. No, not really. The other week, I went out to dinner at Sea Restaurant. Sure. Had the degustation there. Haven't been there in 10 years. It's beautiful. I don't think anyone's been there in 10 years. I know, I'm still surprised. It's still spinning. Is it? That time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we went up once and it was broken, like it didn't spin. Me and you? No, no. A friend of mine and I went up there and it actually wasn't rotating. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it does happen every now and again, the motor breaks. Do you get a discount or anything? Because that's the whole premise of that restaurant. I know. Like, I, I don't think we did get a discount, but you know what? I should ask for one now. Yeah, you definitely should. The food was pretty good, though, I must admit. So anyway, I had a voucher to this restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. A girl that I met on Tinder a few years ago, she gave me a $100 voucher for my birthday a couple of years back. Really? And she said to me, I want you to use this voucher on the next person that you date. Okay. So this was two years ago, sure. or two and a half years ago. The voucher has a three-year expiry date. Oh, Expires in a few months and like, fuck, I haven't used this voucher because I haven't dated anyone in that time. So did you take someone out? I ended up just taking her for her birthday. Oh, the, the same person that <laughs> the gave you the voucher? The same person that gave me the voucher. Shit. And she was like, the stipulation was don't use it on me. Oh, I want okay. you to use it on the next special person in your life. Wait a minute. You met someone on Tinder. So I guess ultimately it was it was meant to be slightly romantic. And then she gave you a voucher to be like, I'm not interested. But if anyone else is, <laughs> use it. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good present, right? Is that her way of letting you down though? I Just mean, to get her point across. If people want to pay me to let me down, <laughs> a great so, way to go about things. So did you get lucky? No, no, no. We're good friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. It didn't spark anything. No, but the food was nice. Oh, fair enough. The other thing that popped up a few weekends ago that really highlighted my singleness, we went on a down south trip a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and I was allocated a trundle bed, which is like a kid's pullout bed. Right. Because we had this Airbnb, there was about 20 of us, amazing weekend. I, I, I don't know what a trundle bed is, but I'm just going to go with this. Yeah, so during the night, every time I rolled around, the people in my room, they're like, oh, we can hear so much squeaking coming oh, from your bed. Uh-oh. And I was like, yeah, this bed's like really uncomfortable. I don't really understand what's going on. Second night, squeaking got even worse. 
uh-huh. when we packed up the Airbnb. There's a dead body in there. We flipped the bed upside down. I had fucking broken the bed straight down the middle. What? Surely it was broken when you went in there. I don't know. But the fact that, I don't know, have you ever broken a bed before? Uh, I don't think I should answer this question. <laughs> I feel like beds only break when there's promiscuous yeah. activities that happen. <laughs> well, obviously none of that was happening. Yeah, literally. So I had Shit. broken a single bed. But my, like, how is my first question? Well, I think those beds are designed for kids. Oh. And I've gotten quite pompous you've, over you've the You've got a big body. Yeah. I mean, we've both stopped going to the gym. So, it's so like the crack Shit. was so bad, like fully in half. Well, it, it must've just been like that before then. That's what I would say. Yeah, and I think I must have just made it worse. Shit. Because it, it got worse. Like, so it, wait, it, were you in the same room as your friends or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the girls had the bed. There was another girl in a blow-up mattress. And oh, okay. So in, you're all in the same room. And yeah. every time you're like tossing and turning, yeah. it's like... like it was, yeah. Sound like you were having sex, basically. Yeah, by myself in a well, single bed. Well, that's how you always have sex, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I said you have sex. <laughs> how's, um, your, how's your week, man? Oh, my week's pretty hectic. I'm currently, um, so I've moved house, moved into my new apartment, you know, trendy inner city apartment, two bedrooms, one bathroom. I'm loving it. But it is very stressful moving out. I know I've been talking your ear off. The only time we spoke this week, I think I was just complaining about how stressful freaking stressful it is moving. I feel like I'm holding so much, so many ideas in my head around how to get rid of furniture, what to sell, what to throw away. It just, I don't know. It feels like your whole life is just crammed into the corner of your brain. It's no space left for anything else. So when's the end date? Technically in four days, our house, which our old house, which is a dusty dumpster mess needs to be completely ready to to go and I don't know how it's going to happen, but we'll make it work. So anyway, it's all good. Four days to go. You can see the finish line. I know. Just get me there. Last couple of weeks I've been running around Perth using Facebook marketplace to furnish my new house, which is really good. I've saved so much money. However, I've gone through like three tanks of fuel picking up all these things. I think the money that I've saved, uh, like in buying things, I've spent in fuel, basically. (laughs) And time as well. Yeah, a little bit of that, a little bit of marketplace. Negotiating, messaging. Yeah. I mean, I don't negotiate. I just say like, if it's for a price, I just say, I'm coming right now. Like, what's the address? I'll take it. I just can't do any of that back and forth. Mm, yuck. It's yeah. just like... It's, even just talking about it with you, it just brings me back to... Because you've moved house quite a bit, haven't you? Yeah, well, a couple of months ago I did. And, yeah, but you'd moved like... Because I've been in a rental for like maybe five years, maybe six years. I feel like you've moved house four or five times. Yeah, I'd say probably yeah four times in the last three years. Ouch. Yeah, I can't imagine doing this again anytime soon. Well, hopefully you don't have to now that you've got your own house. I know. Real estate mogul. So uh, my mortgage repayments have started. I told you the other day, I can redraw from my mortgage loan at the moment. So if you need 39 cents, come to me because that's what ANZ told me. I could redraw from my loan. So What actually can you buy with 39 cents nowadays? Uh, I don't you can't know. get a soft serve ice cream. You can't no. get an alternative milk in your coffee. No. What could you get with 39 cents? Not even a chopper chop. Yeah, I reckon they're about 50 cents each. Damn it. All right. Well, I'll be starving. Oh, well. We're going to do a new feature, which I've been wanting to do for ages, but I keep forgetting to put it in the podcast. We're going to do like 
Marco recommends because we obviously love doing our podcast and we're listening to other podcasts as well. And we're going to do like something to watch, maybe like on Netflix, something to listen to, like a podcast and maybe an album or book or whatever. So I'll start us off. First of all, the podcast that I'm going to recommend, it's my first podcast that I really got into. One of the biggest podcasts in the world, My Favourite Murder, is effing amazing. If anyone likes true crime... Is that the Australian one or is that the... No, that's Case File. Yeah. Case File is the both the top 10 in the world, uh, but my favourite murder is based in the US. It's comedy and true crime. It gets a bit... Comedy and crime. That's an yeah, interesting Yeah, it's mix. pretty hectic. It's basically two, I wouldn't say middle-aged women, but um, between 30 and 50. They're very chatty. They're from LA and they like to have a laugh and they like to uh, pick apart true crime. So it's 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 really great. I think a lot of people would know about it. I went through a phase where I really loved listening to true crime. And I think because it just takes you away from like the immediacy of where you are right now. Yeah. And it's just such a good way to switch off your brain. Yes. But then don't you feel like if you're doing cold cases or unsolved, your brain's like, oh my God, I wonder what happened. And you think about it a lot after the episodes ended. Yeah, probably to an extent. Yeah. I feel like I can't stop thinking about... Like, I'm really into true crime. I've basically listened, watched, and read everything about Madeleine McCann. There was another one in New Zealand where it was a very similar story. I think about missing children and missing women, like oh. the Teacher's Pet podcast. I've listened to that multiple times. Yeah, it's just that feeling of, like, what the hell happened? That Actually, yeah, a few weeks ago, Channel 7 did a docuseries on the Claremont murders. Oh, okay. And I watched the, the miniseries that they had about it, and honestly... Both nights that I watched it, same thing. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about my friends. I couldn't stop thinking about potential situations where I've been out and I'm like, oh, what had happened with these murders was so innocuous. It could happen to anyone. Exactly. And you think, wow, the times that I've been kind of like fucked up in public and it could have like, what, what could have happened to me? Like I've walked home before in situations that were less dangerous than the people in those podcasts. It's crazy. I, I, I couldn't sleep both those nights. I just kept thinking about those girls. It's, Ugh, it was just, yeah. it was a bit too much. Yeah, I absolutely. think because it was in Perth, it's a bit too close to it's home. A bit too close to home, yeah. Have you got a podcast that you're uh, listening to? I've been really enjoying the Marty Sheargold podcast. Okay, I, I don't know who that is. So he's a comedian based in Melbourne. He used to do Kate, Tim and Marty. Oh, yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. he's like a he's a bit of a shock guy, but I, what I really love about the show is that his crew of people, he's got Lauren, who's a female, there's two other guys, no, there's three other guys as well, and they're all actually gay guys. Oh, Marty's gay? No, Marty's not, but the three co-producers all are. Okay. And so the banter that they all have with each other, it's probably really similar to the banter that I have with you. Yeah. And I just really enjoy their dynamic and they're oh, so cool. funny. So what is it about? Is it comedy? Is it like current affairs? Yeah, it's a comedy. That it's their breakfast radio show, Triple M. Melbourne. Oh, so he's still on radio now. He's yep. not doing... So was it Nova he was on? He was on Nova, yeah. So it was Kate, Tim and Marty for like ever, basically. Yep. And now it's Joel, Ricky and someone? Tim. Tim. He's still there. Yeah. Have you have you listened to that show? Uh, not the new one. I used to listen to Kate Tim and Marty. Yeah, I yeah, quite enjoyed that. I think we all did. The new one is terrible. It's actually atrocious because Ricky Lee 
while she's Australia's sweetheart, she's not funny. Mm. Joel Creasy, he's oh, a comedian. I don't really I like him. Yeah, can't quite get into him. I used to think he was really good, but he's he's very one level, mm. like on the radio show. It's a bit too much. And the other one's instantly forgettable. And it's like, once you got rid of Kate Ritchie, I mean, come on, guys. She really was the star of that show, right? Really? You think Kate Ritchie was the one that I- used to like interject with all the like, I don't oh, yeah, know. She did bring a good balance when it was Kate, Tim and Marty. Yeah, she was like a mediator between the mm. two, like oscillating between their crazy ideas. You need a strong female voice if you want to be successful. Well, that's why this one works so well, because I've got the perfect <laughs> voice for radio. <laughs> I have a face for radio as well. Anyway, getting back to our recommends, listening, I've got a CD, that not a CD, but an album I rediscovered. Uh, this is really embarrassing, but Pussycat Dolls, PCD, their first album, not Doll Domination. It's really good. And if you have Spotify, you should give it a listen because there's some absolute bangers. And uh, when we went to Mardi Gras, lead singer Nicole Scherzinger, however you say her name, she was uh, pretty good at Bondi Beach Party, but she did keep all the gays waiting for 45 minutes. She was late on stage. God, never keep the gays waiting. Uh, I've never heard the Pussycat Dolls referred to as PCD. No, no. So the album's called PCD. Yeah. I think it was like shortened shortened versions of their names. So Pussycat Dolls is Nicole Scherzinger, Kelly Rowland? No, no. no. It's Nicole Scherzinger and five other random people, or I think four because one of them left. And yeah, we basically just never think about those other people. It's just the main one. It's pretty crazy how like there's always bands like that where one breaks away and becomes like a star. But- Posse, 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 posse cat dolls. No, posse cat dolls. It was actually a joke. She did all the verses by herself. She sang all the choruses as well. They didn't even sing anything. Like that's like you go back to those songs. Was it not a girl band of like four chicks? It was, but there was just the one person doing everything. Anyway, I've got another recommendation as well. I'm really into reading at the moment. I'm reading like a book a week. Last week I read Spare by Prince Harry, which was fantastic. Oh my god, tell us everything about that. It's crazy when did he release this one i know it was based it's the biggest book of 2023 by far like it's crazy it's broken all the records he released it it must have been at the start of the year it's fan fucking tastic is this the one where he like basically spits venom at yeah. the monarchy the yeah. whole megan and harry situation yeah it's a bit slow to get started like it's very it talks a lot about diana his mother it talks a lot about his upbringing after about halfway it, he starts to just take no effing prisoners it's 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 actually amazing he goes into conversations between him and his brother him and his dad kind of like verbatim Holy shit. what was said how much kate like how she treated megan what megan said to kate who was crying and when what happened he goes to like individual reporters that he dislikes has it changed your view on that whole well i've always been a big fan of megan and harry i know a lot of people don't like them but i just think that yeah my my thoughts were that they've had a pretty rough shot and not really but I will say the the book was probably a little bit a different tone than I was expecting it's very like woe is me basically yeah and I guess that part of it I didn't quite appreciate but when it got to the meaty part of who's fighting with who yes it's fantastic that's so juicy good have you finished that book Absolutely. I might actually borrow it off you. I'd be I, very keen to read that. It's, uh, you, well, you can't because it's a library book. I got it from the library. And library. the wait list is three months to borrow it. Holy dooly. Yeah. Do you go to a library? Yeah, every week. Oh, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, about six months now. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, you bloody think you know someone. <laughs> go to a library to get library books. Yeah, I know. Wow. Because you pay, like, you know, Do it's you free. No, it's no. free. 
If you're renting or you own, it's free. How long can you rent a book for? I think it's like 27 weeks or something. Shit. I mean, that's the max you can rent it for, but you get it for a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, did you have any other recommendations? Anything to watch on Netflix? Oh, I've watched the series Beef. Oh, yeah. I watched the first episode. It's interesting. It's really hard to describe the plot, but I think it's fascinating because it's all like Asian psychology. Sure. And I think I really just got into that around like, you know, family trauma, upbringing and all that shit. And I just found the dynamic and the interplay between the two main characters so fascinating. Because, like, in the first episode, the thing that kind of put me off is the guy, like, there's one episode where someone pees all over the other person's, like, toilet or something. It's just gross. It was fucked, yeah. And it did bring back some family memories for you. (laughs) I actually found it quite admirable. (laughs) Yeah, I was aroused. So, can't wait to go to your house. (laughs) Very good. Okay, beef on Netflix. So today we're going to do a couple of things. I've had a little side, not side hustle, but something, you know how you do your journaling. Mm. I've been doing something, not every day, but every week for the last, I'd say about five or six years. Every week for five years. Yeah. I write down a piece of life advice that I wish I had have known when I was younger or just like life hacks. And over the years, they've kind of evolved sometimes to be really informative and serious. Other times they're just really funny. Well, I think they're funny. Every week. Yeah. That is so cool. I have like hundreds of these, which we can't all read out. But Did you like, do you notice themes about, I don't want to say maturity level, but like life experience, the way that you viewed life? A little bit, especially when if I'm trying to save money, like the ones from university are all like how to save money. And then the ones after I've graduated are like how to progress your career. I thought you might want to hear some and I know that I've asked you to prepare some as well. So we're going to do a bit of back and forth. Do you want to hear the first one? Yeah, shoot me. Okay. I've kind of clumped them into themes. This one's about saving money. Don't buy a cheap iron or a cheap vacuum. Just get the more expensive ones. Yep. 100% agree with vacuums. Iron, mum irons my clothes. Is that a joke? Yeah, I think that's very common. I, Are I did you a, serious? Yeah, I did a snap survey of like maybe 30 of my friends. I don't think I asked you Definitely whether you, they iron their clothes and two people iron their clothes out of 30. Wow. But you are a straight man though. Yeah, I think if you no, ask, ask my- the girls. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's, I can't get over that. All right, next one is buying a cheap toaster is okay though. They last forever. Yeah, I don't eat toast. Next one is get a family plan for Spotify and then chuck all your mates on it. It's a really nice thing to do and it's not that much more expensive. Oh, I've got a family plan and I just let my family onto it like what it's designed to. Yeah, but if you're going to get Spotify, it's only a couple of dollars more and you can like get all your friends on it. Oh, yeah. The other one is don't buy cheap wrapping paper. It's too thin and it rips way too easily. Buy the more expensive stuff because it's a bit more thicker. Oh, wrapping paper, vein of my existence. <laughs> yeah. So hard. I feel like every year at Christmas I get the $1 for like a roll and then you just you can't even bloody wrap anything because every time you try and fold it, it just tears. Oh, that's why the gift wrappers at the shops. Amazing. Yes. And they're all for charity as well. Yeah. All right. What have you got? All right. So advice, life advice over the years. Give it to me. All right. Listen to other people in all conversations. So whenever you- Oh my God. You're going for like the really deep and meaningful- Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Should we talk about your toaster again? (laughs) Okay. So go on, Nelson Mandela. Seek to understand, not be understood. Oh, for fuck's sake. So they're all like this? I thought we were doing like joking things. What do you mean? This is- uh, All right. um, Never order a salad or a burger on a date. Finally. Something (laughs) lighthearted and vapid, just like me. Never order a salad or a burger. Yeah, because it's very hard to eat. 
Sure. Very hard to talk while you're eating either of them. Mm-hmm. And most of the time you get juices all over your mouth, which isn't a good thing while on the date. should save that for the after the day. Exactly. Oh, Don't get into a relationship in your early 20s. You did that one religiously. Now, was that through your choice or someone else's? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't get into a relationship in your early 20s. Yeah, okay. I reckon, I reckon spend your early 20s. Completely I- alone like you did. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I actually stand by that advice. Yeah, I bet you do. I think for me, if I was in a relationship early days, a lot of the people that I would have met in my life right now, probably I wouldn't have those relationships with. Yeah, true. true. opportunities as well. Fair enough. All right. I love that one. Okay. Let me try one. This one's, these ones are about traveling. You have to buy travel insurance. I know it sucks, but everyone does it. And one day when your flight gets cancelled, you'll need it. Yep. RAC travel insurance. Oh, see, I have one on my credit card where I just activate it before I go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those ones are good. Next one. If you're flying, always carry a spare outfit, including formal wear, as carry-on. Airlines will lose your baggage at least once every 10 years. You put formal wear in your carry-on as well. If you're going to the lounge, you need to have, like, enclosed shoes and you can't wear, like, T-shirt. Uh, you're allowed to wear a T-shirt but not a singlet. Yeah, yeah. So, you never so know. So, wouldn't you just wear that and then... I usually wear the, like nice clothes when I fly and then active wear as backup clothes. Yeah, that works. Mm. Yeah. But just have something nice so you can get into the lounge if you're someone that can get into the lounge, which is like anyone with nice, with like rich friends. <laughs> All right. Next one. When you go to expensive hotels, grab the mini shaving kits. They're super handy for when you go on weekends away. This is if you're a guy or I suppose if you're a girl and you're going to shave, whatever. Mm. They're super handy for when you go for weekends away because you don't have to pat your shaving blade and foam. Forget the shampoo bottles. You'll never use them when you get back home. Do you use the shaving kits? Yes, they're really great. You get them from Crown Towers and they're like, they're, they're really cool because it's just like single-use shave kits. Yeah. And they give you even like uh, shaving foam in like little uh, canisters. Are they, are they two blade, three blade? I don't know, two blade maybe? Yeah, nothing touches his face but four blade. Well, I could say something, but I'm not going to. <laughs> okay, last one for me about travelling. When you're catching a taxi, always ask the taxi driver to put the meter on. Don't prepay a fare. They will try and screw you over, especially in Asia. Yeah, relevant for people that still live in 2020 and take taxis. Sometimes you do take taxis, especially when you're travelling. Well, always have Most Uber. places have Ubers now. Yeah, but I mean, I still take taxis when we're going from airport and stuff. Do you? Yeah. Often, like, often going from an airport, you know, when you fly in to get, to, you know, they have like the Uber rank, the rink, or what is it called? A rink or a rank? Rank. Yeah. You go to the Uber rank, but it's often located quite far away from the terminal. So in those cases, I just get taxis because straight from the front. Like, I know we went to, I think I went to Sydney the other day and you had to walk like maybe 500 metres or. That's not very far, actually. I'm just going to stop. I uh, yeah, <laughs> I so. can't be bothered walking. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, 200 metres. So <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know you, they probably think you're just this fat man that's lazy. <laughs> All right. Okay, you do one now. <laughs> um, move out of home sooner. Yeah, one. I'd encourage you to do that. Again, since you still live at home. <laughs> Going to the toilet with your drink and pouring it Jesus. out is acceptable. You're a lightweight and an embarrassment when you're drunk. Are you kidding me? You do that. Yeah. You go to the toilet and pour out your drink? Oh, only when I'm really drunk, yeah. 
Oh, I, I do a power chuck, like, which is really gross, but I do a strategic vomit. See, I don't think you've ever seen me really drunk. I think, the like, my early 20s, it was an embarrassment. I would yak everywhere. Oh. Almost guaranteed every time I'd go too far. Yummy, chunky. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you never ask, the answer is always no. Oh, here we go. Back to the, the Gandhi ones. <laughs> Morning routine is vital. Prepare for the next day, the night before. Sorry, I just drifted off a little bit. <laughs> See a psychologist. Yes, fair enough. Love yourself first and foremost. Aww. And get into the stock market early. Afterpay will go as high as $100. Oh my God, yes. Imagine all the things that we could have taught ourselves, like if we could have predicted mm. the future. All right, I've got one. When booking hotels, always book directly through the hotel website because they get more money that way and they're more likely to look after you. Yep. If you go through those, like, what are those other sites that you can do? Like Booking, Expedia. Trivago, whatever. Trivago. Yeah, they're often there's some hidden fees in there. And often when you go directly with a hotel, you can get free cancellation. And you can get free breakfast sometimes, which oh, is cool. yes. Yeah. Don't peg your clothes in the middle when you're hanging them on the line. It oh. creases them. Do it on the very edge where you can't see it. Oh, my God. People that do that are fucking serial it killers. It took me, like, five years to work that out. Are you kidding Way me? Way too long. Oh. Yeah. When you buy expensive clothing, read the label about how to wash it. You'll almost definitely have hot washed it and shrunk it after the first wash for something that was really expensive. Do you dry clean your clothes? Most of the, like, yes. Everything that needs to be dry cleaned, like business shirts and Mm. nice polos. Yeah, even a couple of casual shirts now that I've got Mm. say do not wash, dry clean only. Mm. And I'm like, fuck, like I wear these clothes so often. It's expensive. It is very expensive. Yeah. Oh, I've got another one about ordering Ubers. (laughs) This is only for males and people that are willing to like, (laughs) I don't know, if you're a female, this one. Where is this going? No, 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 no. Don't order an Uber from a hotspot or a busy street in the city. You'll sit in the car forever trying to get out, stuck in traffic. Walk a block away and order it from a much quieter street. And then it says only do this if it's safe. Like I wouldn't recommend like a lot of females do that. But Claremont serial killer vibes. Yeah, exactly. Next one. Don't put a photo on your resume. Your parents will tell you this is what oh an employer wants, but they don't. Don't listen to them. Your mum and dad are wrong. They haven't applied for a job in years. I just want to put that out no, there. No, that is really good. Seriously. Unless, like, you have a really uh, – I don't want to go into it. Yeah. Great face. No, some, some employers still sort of racially make assumptions based off names. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, that sucks. Next one is don't send long work emails. No one will read them. Keep it short and sweet. Also, you spell check. Everyone will judge you. <laughs> Next one is, if you frequent a club or bar often, be really nice to the security guards. When they know you, they will let you skip the queue on busy nights. That's a good investment. Yeah. I haven't waited in line for one of the main clubs in Perth because we used to go there all the time for years and it saves me hours of my life because that one's very popular. I feel like that's easier for the gay community when like maybe a couple of nightclubs and... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, next one. If you're going to be at a venue for a few rounds, tip your bartender on your first round and then you'll get served quicker and your drinks will be stronger. I know this because I used to work in bars. That's Works true. really well overseas. Does that work yes. well here? Yeah, it can do. Yeah. No. If you're going to be at a place for a while, yep. just give like a give like go crazy. Give them a $5 tip on the first one. Mm. You will get served faster every time. Really hard now in this day and age though with pay pass. True, true. Do you carry cash? I carry a bit of cash. Yeah, maybe it's for that reason. Choose somewhere nice to get your hair cut. Don't be cheap. It never works out well. 
Also, if the barber asks you if the apprentice can cut your hair, say no thanks. It's not worth it. They will always screw up. Yes, they have to learn, but don't let it be on your head of hair. That's very good advice. I had an apprentice once like accidentally shave half of my head off um, and I cried. So it wasn't good. I was. I asked them to do very short around the sides, and they got confused, and they went straight through the top and did like Avatar, like straight down the back <laughs> of my head. I look like a shorn sheep, like the reverse mohawk kind of. Yeah. All right. Now you know that I'm obsessed with like dental hygiene, right? Because the next few are about those. Carry floss or an interdental brush in your car, especially if you're prone to eating spinach for lunch. Spinach, you reckon? Yeah, spinach, baby spinach. Yeah. Yeah, that gets stuck in there. Listerine pocket packs. Oh, good. Okay, don't brush your teeth too hard. You'll get receding gums later in life. Get a softer toothbrush. Everybody does. Literally everyone does. Yeah. I accidentally stabbed myself the other day when I went to turn and do the right side. of It's really sore. Why is it so painful when your gums have like trauma? I don't know. I know. It's fucked. Okay, next one. If you need to remember to take something when you leave the house at the last minute, place your car keys in or next to the object, like inside the fridge sitting on top of the lunch, and then you'll never forget to take that object again because you can't leave the house. One of the girls we used to work with taught me that. Really? Yeah, she used to put her keys on her um, lunch all the time. The first Uh, time I saw it, I was like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. But then I tried it and I was like, holy shit. Because you literally can't leave Mm. like without your car keys. Yeah. If you drive in a car. If you take the bus, you might just end up fucking losing your keys. (laughs) So not as good. Air tag on the keys? Yes. Good life hack. Yeah, that could work. All right, a couple more now about professional and, and stuff like that. In interviews, just research the company before you get there. It's written on the website and it will make the interviewers impressed because no one does it. Yeah, always ask one question at the end about the company or something you've read online. Yeah, exactly good. Another one about interviews, don't arrive too early. It stresses people out. It it makes you – I know people think it makes them look like prepared – but it stresses out the interviewer. Even like your first day of work or if you're a student, first day of placement. Yes. Just fucking rock up on time. I do not want to see you before. Exactly. Sit in your car for three hours before, if you have to get there early. In fact, don't even talk to me on the first day. Actually, don't even rock up. I didn't even want to do the placement anyway. I was forced to do it by my boss as like <laughs> as, a, as a continual learning thing. But in actual fact, I want you to cancel and never speak to me again. Oh, 100%. I wonder if any of my old students will listen to that. Hope so. Oh, students as well. Don't ask if there's parking before the interview. Figure it out yourself if there's parking. Do you have that when they say like, what's the parking like at that place? Yeah. It might, although in our current situation, I think it's a valid question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to say where we work. <laughs> I've got a few about hygiene. Yeah. Go Always on. bring a toothbrush for work. Always have toothbrush and toothpaste either in your locker or your bag. Yeah. That's a good Always one. have deodorant. Yes, bring deodorant in, when you, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess my work bag I bring everywhere. So I always have deodorant, my spare lip balm, toothbrush, toothpaste. Condoms. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to throw that in there and see where you would go with it. <laughs> I've not heard that word. What's that? <laughs> Me neither, but I think it's for a different reason. <laughs> and perfume. Always have a spare bottle either in your car. For sure. All right. That was all my life hacks. Yeah, then- 
I feel invigorated. When we said earlier that we want to teach people about on our podcast, I think we've taught a lot of people some very wise yeah, things. Yeah, we taught you a lot minutes. about dental hygiene, you filthy animals. Make sure you take a toothbrush everywhere and stop using it so hard. Yeah, and don't walk. When, if you don't when, walk, <laughs> just just a general don't walk. Yeah, just don't walk. Powered mobility only. Take a taxi wherever you go. Don't fucking walk two hundred meters to a taxi. Ride. The ground was uneven. Oh god. So that's actually a good transition in terms of. I know there are little life hacks or little life tips, but I asked you during the week. If you were to take a time machine or talk to your 18-year-old self, what advice would you give him? Mm, that's a good one. And I have thought about it. I've, I've written down a couple of things. Um, the how, fir- how long ago were you when you were 18? I'm almost, I'm almost 31. Okay. So, so for me, it's about 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to do the maths because I'm really bad at maths, but take 12. 31 from 18. Yeah. You need a calculator. It's impossible. The first one that came up was uh, this one. I would say, don't be afraid of gay men in social settings. They aren't as scary as you think they are. And I feel like it's only in the last couple of years that I felt really comfortable with big groups of gay men really? um, in social settings. I find I used to find them very intimidating because I didn't have a lot of gay friends. What thoughts would go through your head? I would think, why don't I have gay friends? Why don't gay people like me? I don't have anything in common with them because they're quite... You know, like a pack of gay guys, they're loud and proud. They've got different kind of a way of speaking, you know, like anything. They, they've they evolved into their own entity and mm. it can be quite confronting. Interesting. Yeah. I I feel like, I, I, as I said, I didn't get comfortable until very recently where I would go to things like gay parties and be in like, you know, that circuit world. That takes a lot of like courage. And there, there are lots of people in the gay community that say to me, oh, it's it's cool that you go to those events, but I could never do that. I could never be surrounded by that many gay people. That's actually something that a lot of people have said to me. So what's a practical bit of advice or something that you would tell someone in order for them to sort of get over that? Uh, somebody told me that the gay sports clubs that exist in Perth are like really good ways to kind of break that cycle a little bit because they're very friendly and they often do social stuff like drinks and like get togethers, gatherings, balls, functions. So like, I think that's a nice way to step into the scene if you, you're not really sure how to do it because a lot of those events, those ticketed events, you basically, you know, you you arrive with a group, you arrive with your mm. partner or whatever. So going to an event with a couple of hundred people where you don't know anyone, you know, that's scary for anyone. Yeah. And especially in a, an environment that's so judgmental. I think we can all agree that gay men are, can be quite <laughs> judgmental. You know, you can see why people are scared to break into the scene. Yep. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So that's, I think that's what I would tell myself. I feel like I, I feel grateful that I'm not scared of that part of my community, my, I guess, culture, depending on how you view it. Mm. I'm really, I'm really glad that I got over that, but you know, I feel like I missed out on like, you know, eight or 10 years of fun with people I didn't know because I was just too scared to break into it. Yeah. Wow. What is one that you had? What would you say to little 18 year old baby Josh, which was like how many weeks ago for you? Three? (laughs) I reckon between 18 and 24, there was a lot of like growth that oh, I had to go through. Yeah. And I had to teach myself social skills. Like mm-hmm. I remember reading articles, watching videos. 
I remember my first day at uni. I don't know if I told you this before, but I would vomit in the shower or vomit in the morning because I was so scared. Really? Of, well, I couldn't talk to females. Oh. I just found them very intimidating. I knew going into this course would be full of females and I didn't have much friends in general. So my social anxiety back then was so intense. that Wow. How strategic to vomit in the shower because then you don't have to clean it up. Well, I, I don't think it was um, deliberate. I think you, I'd sort of, I don't know, for some reason the shower would happen. That's mental. Yeah. But you're so great now talking to girls. Yes, probably too great. Yeah, a little bit too great. But there was a lot of self like it was oh, dude, obsessive, I like, fully agree. I reckon like eighteen to twenty four, you look back and you go, "Fuck, who was I?" Like, <laughs> there's a lot of growth that happens mm. then. I think something that I really believe in and rings true to me is surround yourself with positive people because your five closest people in your life, you become them. Yeah. I have a similar saying that I say to myself, it's you are the sum of your closest three friends, which is the same thing. You've obviously just got more mates than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's so accurate. Like, I, absolutely. I even think, obviously, you're, you're part of my life as well. And I, I've realised over time that a lot of your jokes, I start to use your jokes. I start to use your mannerisms. Yeah, because they're fucking funny, <laughs> obviously. And even like, even in a situation like yesterday, we went to this bottomless brunch. Did you start tongue popping? Oh no, I'll never do that. That's so <laughs> fucking weird. For anyone that spent any amount of time with me in the last six months, you'll know that I'm addicted to a good tongue pop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, what were you what saying? I cut you off when you were trying to talk about me, which is my favourite subject. No, no, no I'm going to move on from that. No, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I, I think an added to that is that, you need to surround yourself with people that can tell you what your blind spots are. Sure. And I think a really good example was the other week, a discussion that you and I had, right? I, I, you're looking at me <laughs> and I'm looking at you thinking, what are you talking about? I think it was. it's important to have relationships with people around you that can give you that feedback or let you know when you've crossed a line. Oh, okay. I know what you're and talking about. And I think about. a great example of that yeah. was the other week. Like I had said some stuff on the podcast that had upset you. Yeah, I got offended. At the time. Um, and pulled you aside. Yeah, and I think that's great. And I think in having a really good relationship with people, you should feel comfortable, one, to do that, and two, to receive it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a, you know, I, I spoke about that with one other friend and they were like, wow, you guys have such a great relationship that you can actually give Josh that feedback and he can, you know, approach it. I think that is a testament to the friendship that we have. And it was a bit awkward at the time, but yeah, I feel like we're better for it, you know? Yeah. It's so funny though, because I, I feel like it was probably harder for you to give that feedback than for me to take it. I yeah. Know. I think I was just worried about uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how, I don't want to go into a whole subject. Yeah, yeah. We could go this offline, but yeah, definitely moving on. <laughs> <laughs> vulnerability. Um, vulnerability. We're going to make our guests be vulnerable, but we do not want to be vulnerable. Okay. Number two, I've only got three, by the way. Focus on your education early in life. It will be financially rewarding and it will make you a better person. I fully support that statement. And I actually have always chosen to focus on education throughout my life. For those listening, I have been at uni full-time for eight years. I think it's eight and a half years, which is a long effing time to be at uni. i got a question for you. <laughs> so if you were 18 tomorrow, what educational pathway would you go? 
Because you did a lot of different degrees and dabbled in a lot of different things. Yeah, I did three years of sports science, graduated. I did four years of physio with an honours. And then I went back and did communications and marketing for another year, which is a long fucking time. I would never have done sports science. Sorry if anyone listening that's got a sports science degree, but if you do, you'll know that it is a useless degree. It's very expensive. I think it cost me like $35,000. I've never used it. I'm still paying that on hex. So I'd probably go straight to physio. I'm not sure about the comms and marketing. I might try to combine that earlier because I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So you would still want to be a physio? Like you'd still go down that pathway? I think so because I can't imagine myself not being a physio. Even just not only the work, but the the way it taught me to approach problem solving skills, like and how to think critically in terms of science literature and all of that information that I've got about health literacy. I don't know. I couldn't imagine myself without it. Mm. I, and I I don't want to be that person without it because I've gotten so many skills now where I can look at things that come through in the media with health and I can identify what is obviously sensationalized media and what, you know, is based on, you know, scientific research, whether it be, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole boring subject, but yeah, I would say I'd still do my study uh, in health. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that was my second one. Focus on your education. Specifically, I did uni, but you know, whatever you do, whether it's like TAFE, apprenticeships, whatever, just choose something and keep studying. The number one most bullshit thing that I think generations older than us really ingrained with us is that you need to go to university to have a job. Yeah. I feel like I'm biased though, because I only, I've only ever done uni, so I can see how beneficial it is. Mm. But if there's other ways to do it, like, absolutely. I just don't know anything about them. Yeah, I just think the, the, the narrative around that is so black and white Yeah, sometimes. And there's so many other options in terms of having a really good career. Yeah, absolutely. Doing four years of study and $50,000 of debt. Yes. Oh, my God. All right, I got one. Yep. In this world, no one really knows what they're doing. So it's not don't fake it till you make it. Don't mm-hmm. fake it until you become it. And that was something, I think it was a TED Talk that I listened to in my early days at uni and that really resonated with me. Sure. Fake it until you actually become what you want to become. And I think for me, confidence is a skill that can be learnt over time. Mm -hmm. And I think people that knew me 10, 15 years ago and look at me now, very, very different people. Mm. You're a different person. Mm. Yeah. The other one, someone is going to offer to buy you a vape in 2020. Oh my God. Don't Stop vaping. What is with the vaping? Oh, it looks like you're shocking. sucking on a small dick. I'm surprised you don't have it. <laughs> I do have a really small dick. I just don't vape. <laughs> horrible, horrible addiction. So yes. hard to break. And like, I don't know. What's the point of it is what I want to know. It's just an addiction. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But like, obviously it's- It's nicotine. It's it's the chemical addiction. You're not, you don't like the social aspect of it or that feeling of like being the center of attention for a second when you whip it out. No, I think most people- I'm talking about the vape, not (laughs) something else. (laughs) Definitely wouldn't be the center of attention. Yeah, yeah, a comedy show. (laughs) Give people three chances and then move on with them. Okay. It's okay to cut people from your life. You sound like the genie from Aladdin at the moment. What are you doing the three chance rule? I don't know. I, I find the number three, it just works. Like if someone either bails on something, like I hate people that bail on things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Social people, plans. Yeah. I give people three chances and if they've bailed three times and I'm not going to bother with them anymore. I give them 
one chance and then I block them. <laughs> I don't, I, if you bail on a catch up and you're, and you're not a really good friend of me, I will never see you again. Mm. Unless it's like, you know, and have crazy, you know, it's a good excuse and you can't help it. Yeah. But if we're trying to establish a friendship or a relationship yep. and you simply don't have the energy, time or forget, I will never see you again. I'm ruthless. Yeah, yeah, I think you taught me that, that it's okay to cut people from your life. Cut them out. Snip, snip, bitch. Goodbye. Sorry, I've never tongue popped and I've done it three <laughs> times in this episode. Okay, my last one is keep reading books. Never stop reading books. I did stop for about, oh God, eight years. And I picked it up at the beginning of this year and I think I've read like six or seven books in a row and I just realised how much it improves the quality of my life, how it keeps my mind ticking over, how I become informed about things that I, I didn't know about. And you'll just, I mean, I don't have any problem saying, like having input into a conversation because I obviously can't stop talking, but you will be surprised about how much richer your conversations are once you've read books in, in that area. And I just think it's like, you know, it's, not, it's only a good thing, right? Mm. It's not like watching Netflix, it's just mindless. You're you're using a part of your brain, you're being creative, you're learning, you're having knowledge. And I just think make time for it, even if it's just five minutes. You can even do reading to like uh, wind down at the end of the day. Mm. I think it's just great. I think reading, yeah, it's a really great routine, but... I feel like we've talked about it a lot, which is weird, but, and maybe you can do some reading. I know, I need to. It's just the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, and like, you can make time for anything. It just depends if it's a priority for you. But, yep. you know, I would say to my younger self, it is a priority and you shouldn't stop doing it. And I did stop. I stopped for years. And yeah. Mm. And you got back into if it. If I quite could well. turn back time, that was Cher. No, it's Tina Turner, isn't it? You are joking. Sacrimonious. Sacrilegious. Really? Is that not Tina Turner? What does sacrimonious mean? Is that having sex outside of marriage? It's cheating. Is it? Okay. <laughs> well, you're not a cheater. If I could turn back time and share, and my gay heart is screaming rage at you right now. <laughs> How dare you? All right. A few more from me. Don't try to solve people's problems. Empower them to solve their own. Oh, did you learn that studying OT? No, I learned that bloody being around you all the time. Oh, well, you haven't fucking want- helped me to solve anything, <laughs> have you? <laughs> oh, God. Live to work. No, no. Oh, Sorry, here no. we go. Don't live to Fuck work. me. Don't live to work, work to live. Oh, did you think of that all by yourself? Are you kidding me? This is great advice. I know it is great advice. You can find it written on the back of any toilet door. <laughs> These are the most generic things I've ever heard. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> All right, give me your spiel. Come on. I'm pretty sure it just explains itself. <laughs> it totally does. I think I think for you and I, it's, it makes sense because we barely work. <laughs> we, act, oh my God, our boss listens to this. Okay, moving on. All right, say yes to whatever career opportunity comes your way. Regardless. Even being a stripper. Well, if, if that opportunity came to me, then <laughs> I'd feel obliged to give back to the people of Perth. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, I'll stop making fun of you. You didn't make fun of me. So. Oh, you're going to have one of those chats later where you give feedback to You probably to will. You'll be like, <laughs> dear diary, he was so rude to me today. Um, and I, I know I said this earlier on, but see a psych as soon as possible. Absolutely. Like I wish I did that in my early 20s. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. 
we would have learned so much more about ourselves much quicker if yeah. we had just seen a psych. But I don't think we could afford it back in our early 20s. Like, it's so expensive. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, I guess. Steal, steal from everyone you know and use that money to invest in yourself in psychotherapy. That's the answer. There you go. Yeah, it's fine. Well, I think we can uh, end the episode on that little That's bombshell. totally fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, so that's the end of today's episode. We look forward to having some more guests over the next few weeks. Yes, we do. We've got some exciting ones lined up. Uh, Yeah, all the best for your move this week. I hope your life gets back on track. Yeah, me too. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) All right, see you later. (laughs) 